0: This is like Jordan's media review. Hello
1: and welcome to another welcome podcast.
0: Welcome uh, back for the third time. The th- yeah.
1: Not once, not twice, but thrice. This
0: is um, but if we go through that that phrasing and that saying, then we have to like stop here, right?
1: That's a that's Which a quite no, you don't get it. That's a quite famous Simpsons joke. Mm. I have so many. Memes and references, like everything you say, I have like a Simpsons joke to pull out, but I can't do it because they just won't land.
0: They will land on the land to our who listers. listers. Who has now like savagely shunned me because I didn't watch The Simpsons. No,
1: you know hours. what? I think, I feel like there's actually Ruff. a really significant population of people who grew up. Like, for example, Anthony's girlfriend didn't watch The really? Simpsons. No, I knew that. Um. <laughs> I <laughs> felt like, I was surprised. Um. No, I,
0: I, I knew that, yep. Yeah. And
1: you know, them. I had, when I was in school, I had friends that like just didn't get it. But then, obviously, like someone who, you know, it's such a cultural touchstone in so many ways mm, because there's true. so many jokes. And you know, the new stuff is is not that great. Um, but you know, whatever. It's it's a television show. Like anyone who's putting like their hopes and dreams on like a TV show for giving them life, I think needs to relook things. But
0: <laughs> yeah, if anything, Game of Thrones season six very much taught the world that season six. Or whatever the last season was. (laughs) I I think it was season 8 was the fun one. I like the idea that season 6 was just like something about that.
1: I don't even remember it.
0: Whatever the last season was.
1: See, Game of Thrones is interesting, right? Because for a while there, Game of Thrones was the biggest thing on the planet. It was. Like everyone talked about it. And then it happened. And now it has, like no one cares. No one cares about Game of Thrones. No. No one actually really thinks about it. It's not part of like popular discussion. It's the same thing with the James Cameron Avatar movie? Right? So yeah. that was that that was the biggest movie in history. Everyone went and saw it and it had zero cultural impact. No one talks about the blue people. It, it didn't like there's no toys, there's no spin-offs, there's no shirts, like anyone like there's no avatar heads. But but what there is, Jordan, are two new films coming out in See, like twenty twenty one and twenty twenty four. Who's like James Cameron's just like, you know what people want people want more Avatar. And like I I I read an interesting article with that. The people who really watched Avatar were, who really liked it and watched it a lot, were older people who don't get involved with fandoms mm. or young kids who eventually, like, who just mm. didn't get involved with it. And like everyone else, like sort of, it was forgettable. Yeah. But like the two demographics that enjoyed it the most are not demographics that build fan bases or, or support or you can oh. market things to. Yeah, wow. Like for example, my, my grandfather. Loved Avatar, but he was a 60-something-year-old man. He, he didn't have time to think about a movie past when he'd seen it. So, yeah. When well, you compare that to The Simpsons, which I don't know is still going, but like those first 11 seasons are just a very relevant cultural touchstone. For example, mm. steamed hams. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm not really, we're not really sure where this one's going. Anthony, do you want to oh, talk about... It. We, we, um, we touched on it a bit last
0: time. Um, we did. Back way back in episode one. Way back in maybe.
1: episode one and we talked a little bit about a game called Roller Coaster Tycoon Two. We did. We, we did, did
0: indeed. Um, it's very brief.
1: It was very brief. And um, um, which I feel like skipped over how massive of a role and important this <laughs> game has played in your so. in your life.
0: <laughs> very um, much
1: so. So and it's something that I don't think a lot of people would know about and people who play games and people who don't play games, I think would find it quite interesting because it's it's interesting in the way that art like people who make art <laughs> comparing yeah, no, to an no. artist, people who make art is interesting because it's a very creative process. So, do you want to kind of talk about you know what the game is and kind of what you do with it?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I think I've you know I've had internally that's just really <laughs> wanted to get out in the world for okay, so much because okay. it's it's some it's awkward to talk about yeah. and this like Let's. I'll have. I have a minor cultural rant, and then I actually get to the. Okay. Into <laughs> right. Listen. I had mine about <laughs> Steam hams. You get one. <laughs> um. Just about the, I guess, like the social acceptability of talking about video games and what yeah. what role that has and how people use it and there's a perception about it that has definitely made me mm. uncomfortable and less willing to talk about things that actually have played a super important part in my life and love and yep. would love to talk about for hours and hours on end because I've you know, put so much time <laughs> to, in, into this game and uh, and into what I'd like to think like you said, as a bit of a kind of creative outlet but um, anyway, so there's a game called Rollercoaster Tycoon 2 that was a sequel to Rollercoaster Tycoon 1 right. and had another more shitty sequel, Rollercoaster Tycoon 3, but that's not very good. Okay. Um. So it was developed by this a single man right. called Christopher, Mr. Christopher Sawyer, uh, in Shout conjunction. Out. <laughs> our favorite, our favorite man, um, in conjunction with like Atari, and it's this kind of theme park simulator game. Right. That's got this nice like isometric view. Mm. It's very classic. It's very old school. Yeah. It's you know it's no Crisis Two like your <laughs> no computer currently yeah. in existence. Right. Anyone can like you can run it on point. anything. Yeah. I remember having it on a shitty like box computer, like a white box computer. Right. Yeah, the C R T um, monitor. Yeah. That took it took so long to exit out of the game that it was quicker for me to just force quit. Right. Like that was the best way to get out. It took okay. so long <laughs> to save and, and quit from it. And you were you were just stuck in one scenario. Right. So take too long to load another? Um but yeah, I've I've had this game for ages absolutely ages probably like well over a decade mm-hmm. poss- possibly a bit longer i think i got it for my birthday sometime right ages ago and then obviously the, in the starting phase you don't really understand what's no, what's it. going on but you know as i've matured as a person right and um kind of shifted my focus a bit as to how i see the game and what i want to achieve out of it that's definitely shifted my approach to playing it Mm. and um has also meant that i've kind of sought out other people who yeah think of it and and play it in the same way as me so i'm like part of an online community that that plays the game quite religiously or quite um is there a name is there like yeah so it's part of a community called new element Okay, so anydesigns.com. If anyone's anyone's right. interested, if you search for um Stocksy, S T O K S Y, in the member lit, you'll yeah. see my profile and some of, yes. <laughs> some of the things that I've made. Um, and then kind of from that, definitely in the starting phase, I was like, you know, seeing these creations that other people hmm. had made were very kind of inspirational for yep. me and how I went about playing the game. Um, so I guess. Kind of mechanics is that like? Well, that the next, the next. I, I step was just thinking, what, what are you kind of? So, what's most interesting about it? I guess.
1: All right. Well, my experience of this is is completely through you. So, I I never played any of the, those games. The mm-hmm. closest thing, um, like it, it's if anyone doesn't know, sort of, if you're picturing it, do you, if anyone remembers the old like SimCity two thousand kind of style, yeah, like City. sprite based,
0: transport tycoon, yeah, or tycoon
1: stuff like that. There. Um, which I'm sure, like uh, uh, anyone who's sort of our age and like our generation, I would mm. assume has like a vague vague knowledge of it so my experience has like been through anthony Mm -hmm. um and if anyone's listening when anthony talks about creating something he's not necessarily creating just roller coasters so anthony which i'm sure you'll explain like effectively has created a a recreation of parts of our city um very very in detail using through this computer game so for example in the city of Adelaide, where we're from, there's a place called Mosley Square, right by the beach. It's beautiful. If you ever here, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony's effectively recreated that and recreated like mm-hmm. the buildings next to it, the historic ones. It recreated the Mosley, the monument,
0: the monument. And,
1: the the monument. and yeah. um, when I first saw it, it blew me away. Um, and I'm sure, like, if you're you're able to see it somewhere, mm-hmm. um, so like when I say like Anthony's actually creating something, he's like rebuilding parts of the city like in such immense detail that must have taken Mm. hours and hours and hours to do so like how do you actually approach like the building and the and then like what do you do you find it like do you find the satisfaction in completing something or do you find it in the actual Mm. construction or what
0: uh it's a bit of both actually i think that well, the thing is that in in the base game, you're given a certain amount of like scenery objects. So, like when right. we're when we're talking about like building an entire right. building, it's not literally I'm selecting it in the game yeah. and then I'm placing it in. This is right. like individually constructed from like eighth tile pieces yeah. and like to create this this thing. Um, but from from the base game over time, it's been. I guess modded is probably the, the closest word to it, where people right. have created their own scenery and released that to the public that you can download and upload and and share and things like that. And then most recently there's been a kind of re redevelopment, I'd say. Like they've kind of like stripped down the base game into its like component parts and they've created this thing called Open Rollercoaster Tycoon, which is basically like an open source right almost or they're aiming for an open source release yeah, cool. of it so basically anyone anyone can play it with all the senior bits and pieces from tomato out. sauce or barbecue uh, or uh, i think it's worcestershire oh uh, oh <laughs> 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 this is like my my like subtle flex on pronunciation <laughs> <Renacier. laughs>
1: i hate myself for telling that joke by the way but it had to be said
0: all right please Just continue, continue. <laughs> um so yeah over, over time all these things have have come out and i guess from that from what other people have done, kind of basing my creativity from that and seeing that is, is the easiest way to create, create a vision or create something is by basing it off things that exist in real life. Yeah. And that's just, I guess, how I construct things. Other people and other other parks that people have made are, like, purely fantastical from a yeah. fantasy perspective. Like, some things are just, like, the ideas that some people come up with are, are mind-blowing, but I'm... You know, very based in realism, yeah. So to speak, that like some of some of the other people, yeah, no, And then, hmm. so yeah, I guess that's just how I go about it. So I, I think of something that, think of a building or something that that looks good and that I think would look good in, I guess, kind of a park context. And then I'm you know frantically Google imaging for like five pictures <laughs> of it. And then I guess based on the the objects that I have in my database or that I've selected in. My kind of park workbench Mm. or whatever, and then I try to, I guess, deconstruct the building into its base object parts that I can then use to construct kind of from the ground up.
1: That sounds so. It's it sounds very like
0: intense and time consuming. It it is too intense and time (laughs) consuming. Um, but it also depends on how how in depth and how detailed you want to go. Because if you're starting from the base game, if you like limit the amount of Kind of objects that you have and if you're only using like larger objects so like full tile kind of thing right and i should explain that like this isometric view is you've got a, a piece of land and it's all divided into kind of square tiles right okay um so that's your kind of what your landscape bench looks like kind of yep. thing when you're building and that helps you to know where to place things so it's not freeform mm. so it's not it's so old. It's yeah. not free for.
1: <laughs> if I can find a uh, a way to do this, if it's possible, I will. I'll somehow upload a photo and have it linked to like the podcast or, or whatever, at, like a website, mm. so people can see it if they actually are interested. Yeah, because um, actually, because you sent me one, and I think I still have it saved mm. on my computer.
0: I pr- appreciate your uh, your support because you're no. It does it does take a very long time, and we're, you're talking like an hour for one building kind mm. of thing. Like sometimes the the creativity just flows in a kind of stream of consciousness way and you're kind of like, yeah, boom, this is all going together beautifully, this is exactly what I wanted, but yeah, oftentimes it's constructing things, demolishing them, rethinking what objects you're using to create this, and then ending up with, hopefully, quite a satisfying end result. And then that's like a building portion, but then, mm. depending on if you're making, like, a, an actual theme park or, mm. like, some of the things I've done before are, like, portions of cityscapes. So, like, yeah. I did Westfield... A part of Westfield Marion. Did you? For, interesting. Okay. For whatever fucking reason there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just about kind of balancing all these things together and putting it together and then you've got to think about, like, peep flow yeah. uh, through the park. and then I don't know what know, that means, but... Oh, so it's, so peeps. how they Yeah so they're like many people They're just ah, called, there's Ah like, I think there's like An
1: American Like candy In the shape of a bird Called a peep
0: I did not know this I think, I it thought it li-
1: Yeah I think it is I see I thought Like you lived in the states I thought you would be No On all of the American I don't I know
0: just, I just thought yellow Because like I imagine Tweety Bird Saying peep Yeah
1: I don't know Anyway, please continue. Beeps of people. Beeps <laughs> of people. Peeps of people. Beeps of people.
0: Oh, um.
1: I fight for the rights of beeps.
0: That's that's iconic, Jordan. You could run a campaign slogan on that. I yeah,
1: probably more effective than most electoral <laughs> strategies um, done in Australia. Anyway, it's just so
0: much more tangible. Oh, um. So thinking about how they like move around the park, and then you want. Hey, roller coasters fit in with this, how they're interacting with the mm. scenery around them to like make them more exciting and yeah, it's really about I guess the real core part of the vision is like imagining yourself in that context. You think, what would look cool here? Yeah. Like cool. what would be a cool thing to do here? Things like that. So yeah, that's that has taken up way too many hours of my mm. life of well, the past, how many like, hours, ten
1: years. But how many hours of do you think that your last project, the well, the one you showed me, I don't know if it was yeah. Uh,
0: So, the biggest one that I've actually completed is actually one of the few kind of solo parks that I've completed ever because I'm just so shit at the finishing details. I just can't be be asked to do it all. But that was, I think, 250 in-game years, which is, I think, a year is about an hour. Okay. So, that's about 250 hours. 250 hours. Yeah, for like a decently sized park, but... Yeah, nice. But others are talking like 700 hours 400 hours kind of thing (sighs) Yeah it's It's very time consuming but It is super duper satisfying So what would
1: you say What would you say to someone who would be interested in Getting like involved with it or someone who
0: wants Mm. to Start out
1: like what would you What are your like Anthony's hot tips Mm. Uh,
0: Well I guess it depends What you want to kind of get Out of it yourself Like if you're just interested in fucking about a bit then literally like download open rct or like a demo of roller coaster tycoon and then use that for open rct so then you can just kind of play it without the disc or it's only like a dollar oh okay (laughs) um i think is it gog.com or something like that yep it's findable it's it's very findable um and just kind of fuck about a bit uh if, if you want to take it more guess quote-unquote seriously or you're more interested in what can be achieved in the games than like yeah new elements kind of where it's at otherwise reddit's like a okay. decent source for the kind of fun fun bits and bobs and kind yeah, of guidelines sick. as to how to go about it but yeah it's a very it's a very free-form game and kind of once once you get into it it's really satisfying to do but yeah it's disappointing that i don't really have as much time as I'd like to yeah, yeah. dabble in it anymore. But, yeah, it's, it's been a very important mm. part of my past <laughs> now. Um,
1: wow. Well, thank yeah. you for, like, like sharing it because, like, it's so... Like, I remember when you first showed me, like, I was so, like, blown away. I did not mm. expect this the level of detail mm. and I don't know. And I'm sure that there are people who are, like you said, 700 hours that, like, mm. would, like, actually blow my tiny mind. Yeah, for sure. But um, no, I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, and, awesome. and you're right. It's 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 hard to it's hard to get that across without showing people. And yeah, you feel it really fo- is weird, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. showing them a screenshot of this game that was literally made in like 2002 or something ridiculous. So yeah, that's oh. that's rollercoaster attacking too.
1: Oh yeah, that's rollercoaster attacking in one baby.
0: 15 minute snippet, which is quite good.
1: Nice. Um, who's the guy? Chris Sawyer.
0: Yeah, old oh, mate, Chris Sawyer. I Chris don't know if Sawyer he's still around. Saw. I think he is actually. We're, this one's. But yeah, this one's was... to you, Chris.
1: <laughs> Send Anthony a message. Send us a message. Get in contact. Uh, we'd love to have you oh, on the show. Oh God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I remember doing a uh, what was that? A year nine. Year nine project. Right. I don't remember what it was, but there was. I did some weird poster thing about rollercoaster tycoon too, which is kind of amusing but it's so weird to see where I've what's changed yeah. since then like just my approach to everything it's very very different but yeah that was that was intense, it was intense. That's, it's, a, sure. it's a very large weight off my shoulders to yeah, be out of like finally <laughs> mentioned it. it's <laughs> out in the world <laughs> um, express all this stuff
1: but yeah like going back to what you were talking about just before all like tycoon your little mm. cultural rant as you called it oh yeah um of like uh, people kind of our age like our generation mm. and like how we relate to video games because i think video games are something that everyone our age has had at least some experience with mm-hmm. it could be someone who you know spends 20 hours a day playing world of warcraft it, or, or it could be someone who plays bejeweled on their phone mm. people who used to play like um mario kart Judy, yeah that, or people who played lots what, of, Call yeah. of Call of Duty. people who like play mario kart and like went mm. their mates house or like growing up and they played crash bandicoot on like n64 or something like that i don't know but everyone's had some experience with video games in mm. some way and I know what you're talking about when it's like you. There's you feel sometimes weird. There's this societal pressure about what you can and can't talk about. Mm. Um, but like, for example, video games are both part of both of our lives so much. Not necessarily in the way in that like you know, I think some older generations were so into it because they mm. they fit this very specific mold of like uh, like a gamer or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But for my generation, and for example. The younger generation so for example my younger brothers really likes video games like just like me just like anthony Mm. um but i feel like there's it's more available to talk about now um Mm. and then like if you go low like kids now i'm sure that i would think video games would be more popular than like television shows or something like that because of how prevalent like ipads are for kids so just seeing how that that kind of cultural relevance has changed over time is really interesting and i think the same thing like Mm. for example Anime might be another similar thing mm-hmm. in that, you know, it's it's quite popular with like younger generations, and, and the older you get, the more of a kind of thing you used to, not necessarily hide it, but you, it wouldn't be talked about mm-hmm. as much. But for example, now like teenagers now, like they're all watching, they're all watching the animes, all yeah, the, of them watching the animes.
0: And this is also something that arose particularly with uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender coming out on like yeah. Netflix or whatever, and you're seeing all these people who like f- froth it yeah and i'm just like
1: i had no idea it's so like, good it's just it's and, the best show i've made though to be fair it's it's very good
0: and, and that's the thing it's like you'd never know that that's mm. something that they're interested in until it becomes like it's normalized almost yeah. in that it's so accessible now on on things like netflix whereas before that because it wasn't it's just like not worked <laughs> I missed a call from our like two minutes ago. What were we talking about? I don't know. Video right. games, normalizing it. The youth Yeah,
1: they've been normalised. The youth they're good. Okay. <laughs> um brief intermission okay. there. Um Okay.
0: We'll, no, we'll cut it so there won't be a brief intermission there. I so oh, can't okay. say that there's a brief. Well,
1: but intermission I just didn't know if I was in the middle of saying something and then
0: Right, and then it'll be off. We'll keep this in. Alright, we'll, we'll keep cut. this. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, okay.
0: Oh. What else we're doing a media review right so we're on media right. review what's well what in the media has happened Jordan that you would like to review for oh, your for your loyal Jordanites my out there? all right
1: well I want to talk about a book I've been reading excellent <laughs> so, this is not
0: something that people do a lot of so I'm very excited. read
1: books or talk about their books
0: a bit of both actually I feel okay. like reading in general has been on on a bit of a downward trend so I'm yeah. glad that especially you know, there is still a, a, yeah. a bastion of, of reading out there
1: well you know I love a I love a good book. Um, I, growing up... (laughs) I was so unconvincing. (laughs) What are you supposed to say? I love book. I do. Um, So I I grew up reading just a lot. Like, I was just one of those nerdy kids that was, like, super excited for, like, silent reading at school. Mm. Um, Would just go to the library and just devour books and books and books. And I used to read a lot of, like, fantasy and science fiction, but not so much anymore, to be honest. Mm. Um, I read, and partly this is because what I do is, like, It takes up so much of my time. I read a lot of history books, right? And I read a a bunch of different stuff. But what I'm currently reading right now is a book by... Okay, first things first. I need to explain the concept of dad history. Anthony, do you know what dad (laughs) history
0: is? Not specifically.
1: Okay, do you know um, the infamous Peter Fitzsimmons? No. No. Okay, so Peter Fitzsimmons is a journalist. He's the guy who wears the red bandana. He's, like, involved with the uh, Republican movement here in Australia. Okay. And he pumps out a book, maybe two books every year, um, that either come out around Father's Day and Christmas that are the kind of history you buy for your dad. Okay. So, for example, uh, the recent book he released, I think, was... Uh, is The Mutiny on the Bounty. He's done World War One, World War Two stuff. And they're not very... They're not very historically accurate, but you know they, they kind of follow a historical trend and they exist for 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 reasons. So because it's a, there's a
0: bit market. like putting a fictional character in a historic no 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 like they, circumstance.
1: they history. They they are. It is. They does follow the historical thread, and, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily reference history. Right. And it, it's something that preferences the narrative over kind of in quotations objective truth. Right. But um, right. and some historians think it's it's terrible. It's the end mm-hmm. of history. Um, personally, I think, it, I don't really care. There's a market for it. They're just filling the market. Um, you know. Capitalism? <laughs> Whatever. Um, but Peter Fitzsimmons, I think, is not necessarily the best writer. Mm-hmm. So the book I'm reading right now is by a guy called William Dalrymple. Um, and he writes about Indian history. Mm-hmm. And I think he is the best example of dad history possible so if you are gone if you anyone's out there is listening and thinking i, oh, need, I need a, a christmas, christmas or a father's day idea for their dad or birthday gift idea skip peter Fitzsimmons and see if you can find a william dalrymple book so i'm reading a book called the anarchy and it's about it's called the anarchy the relentless rise of the east india company so it's the history of kind of the british East india company which was a private corporation that effectively took over all of india yeah. was nationalized in 1857 um And it's very very good so william dalrymple writes such good narratives Mm -hmm. like he is so engaging you really fall into the story he makes the characters really lively something that a lot of historians really struggle with sometimes now it's not referenced really that much but i do know that he's spent some time in the archives he speaks hindi i believe he he spends a lot of his life living in india Mm -hmm. um he's quite an interesting guy and the book is really interesting for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I went in there with relatively low expectations because I thought a lot of the time when you read kind of this history of kind of the, the British East India Company or the British in India written by kind of a British white person, they can sometimes come across almost as saying, oh, you know, but, you know, we, we built them railroads. Sure, we kind of <laughs> tore every last dollar out of the country, but we built them railroads, we built them education. But that's not what it's like. Yeah. Um This book really does highlight the brutal way in which the British um, extracted every bit of wealth possible. Mm. But the bit I find the most engaging is the, the kind of the narratives about the Indians who resisted. So, for example, the Mughal emperor Shah Alam and his story, he's this kind of very effeminate... Um, Mughal prince, um, and he's effectively used as a puppet for his entire life, but he continuously tries to kind of rebuild the, the Mughal Empire. The story of the Maratha Confederacy, who are these, like, tribesmen from Western India who just explode out of the scene and, like, conquer half the country. And then, like, there's lots of internal fighting and, and political factions. They make a really good TV show, by the way, if anyone's <laughs> interested in that. Um, and then the story of... <laughs> all, the, all the production companies. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The,
0: if, uh, if, if, if Disney Plus is interested in, uh, in another new tv series
1: oh um, this this show would be better than game of thrones i swear incredible. anyway
0: so many historical things are there that's the thing.
1: yeah uh and then also tipu sultan who is sort of the um he's kind of like the ultimate bane in the mm-hmm. british's side because he gets the french to come and train a modern european oh, yes. army like made of indians and he stomps the british for like 10 years But it's really well written and it really emphasizes just how dangerous and how important it is not to let private corporations just absolutely (laughs) dominate a political system because the entire British Empire was effectively based and built off the money based from the kind of East Mm -hmm. India Company. And for example, you have Cornwallis, who was the guy who lost to George Mm -hmm. Washington and Mm -hmm. was the guy who ceded the 13 colonies to create the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets sent to India to try and fight Tipu Sultan and to try and like conquer India and he gets smacked around. Now, of course, the British eventually do conquer India. They and what a surprise. Um, but this book, I think, is is good for anyone who is interested in history. Indian history, I don't think, is that well-known really.
0: That's fair. I think the... Uh, like the quote-unquote dirty Indian history. Like, people yeah. know about the, the grander things, but yep. the, the dirty Indian history about the... I agree. It's um, very much unknown. You're right, yeah. So
1: it's something I would recommend to people who either I really, like, need a good narrative to bring them through,
0: mm. or,
1: like, good characters to kind of hook themselves onto, someone to root for. Mm. But also for people who like, I, I really want to know more about India. I don't really know much about it, but I don't know where to start. I would say this would be a really good place to start um, because it has a mix of kind of Indian and British characters. You kind of have very like mm. clear baddies, really, <laughs> bad guys, and then you have people who you kind of root for.
0: Yeah. And are these characters in the traditional dad history mode where they're fictional? or? Is, oh, so when I say actually... characters,
1: I'm talking about the way that they're portrayed. So right. they are very much physical real Real people people. but they the way that they are described in this history book is a little bit more narrative-esque um and when i say characters it's not like they're created or it's not like they you ever like hear their internal monologue or like necessarily a conversation but um they are quite well fleshed out Mm. Um,
0: which is really important And, and do you think that this i guess kind of style of portraying history is an effective and optional way to try to get people more interested in see, history see, generally. Or? See this is
1: a big debate. so historians have often debated like where this kind of history fits. Yeah. The same thing is also for biography. So there are some historians who will say biographies are not history mm-hmm. they' they're, they're useless we learn nothing from them. I, I disagree. I think that there is some room for biographies but I also think people like biographies. So biographies are also sort of fitting that dad history in that. Hmm like older people who aren't super into history or just anyone really mm. can like get behind a, a biography of like nelson mandela or a biography of oh i don't know any other person any other person guess, yeah, so yeah. for example uh yeah. south australian legend uh, colonel william light has a mm-hmm. couple of really interesting biographies mm. um you should check them out if you ever find them i don't think they're like online anywhere but there's a sort of debate about like what quotation real history is and the the method you have to follow that so for me i'm a big believer that you know destroy all in any traditions um But I really do understand why some people like hesitant to say include biographies in history, Mm. um, to include this sort of dad history in history, because it does water down the field a bit. Mm. Um, And it does, you know, say you're a professional historian, you Mm. work at a university or you write a lot of books, you're then being compared to someone like Peter Fitzsimmons, who is a journalist. He has no real Mm. historical training or or degrees in that area. So it, you know, it's, it's a divisive divisive
0: issue. Definitely. Now, now, Jordan. Yeah, okay. This is like a, a segue announcement. Okay. How how would you describe how your your honors paper, oh. which drew on history, <laughs> drew on in, history, <laughs> is based in history, fits in yeah to this like categorical system? Is your honors real history, Jordan, or is it dad history? Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I would say it's real history. But the thing is, the issue mm. is, so I do a lot of contemporary history. So my end point for my honours thesis was 1995,
0: mm. which a
1: lot of people would be like, that's Ancient not history. Past. It's before
0: I was ja- born, so...
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. So I wrote about, and it's very academic, I wrote about the uh, Australian media perceptions, specifically Australian print media's perceptions of women in China during the 1980s and 1990s and their relation to kind of political events and the role they played in politics. Mm-hmm. And while it was an examination of sort of Australian media and their views of women in China, it was also kind of a examination of Australian national identity. So for example, mm-hmm. it relied heavily on this sort of theory of Orientalism developed by a guy called, well, not developed by Edward Said, but he wrote the, just the most crisp and clear understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea that the Orient or the East is a kind of construction in the mind of the West. Like we have stereotypes and understandings of right, what it means to live sense. in the East. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, the Western identity or like the non-Eastern identity is constructed by our relation to the East. So for example, in Australia, we might say, oh, you know, in China, there are, you know, they're, they're so, I don't know. Let's just say that they're really greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we say, in comparison, we like, oh, but we're not Chinese, so therefore we're not greedy. Um, the West will be like, oh, you know, we're have a we very martial in the West. They're all very effeminate and weak in the East. Um, so, but in comparison, you know, we're quite strong. Or they'll go, the East is despotic and it's full of tyranny. But we in the West, because we're not like them, we're democratic and we're free. So it related a lot to that. Um yeah, and uh, I learnt a lot about Australian media history, about a lot of different stuff in China. I um, wrote quite heavily about Tiananmen Square. Um, oh, damn, we just got banned in China. That was... Rats! <laughs> that was
0: our, our key audience. <laughs> that was No, no, but Jordan, by that logic, if they don't listen to us in the East, they must listen to oh, us stop. in the West. <laughs>
1: I mean, I've boiled it down quite <laughs> simply. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it was really interesting. It was a lot about kind of, how women's issues are portrayed in the media, in that they are seen as less, and that they are sort of pushed to the side, and almost seen as humorous kind of things, which I'm sure maybe some women in the, some women who are listening can maybe relate to. Which I know, again, two white guys discussing feminism, <laughs> <laughs> maybe an interesting path I'm to very go down. Fitting,
0: yeah.
1: Um, mm. But yeah, so what about your honours, Anthony? Because you did two honours.
0: I did. I did. Sadly um, enough, do two honours. The year of twenty nineteen. They didn't quite have the same. I guess hard-hitting historical power as your, yours well no um, has but my uh, international relations honors took quite a historical form Ooh. in that it traced uh, australia's history in the space industry Very and really how, it's, yeah? how it's how um, it's failures in the past could and should be learned from moving forward and right. proposed the suggestion of a greater in investment in cube satellites, which are basically these kind of tiny, tiny satellites that perform one or two specific functions rather than giant enormous ones mm. that can only be sent up on Rops. one on a rocket kind yeah. of thing. Whereas these, you can have clusters of them like tens or tens of them on a rocket mm-hmm. can all grow up and start, start their orbit. Um, so that had quite a quite a strong historical basis, and nice. looking at the fact that South Australia and Woomera had a rocket launch site back in the fifties and early sixties, and Hell Australia yeah. launched a rocket in nineteen sixty seven. I didn't know it, that we were the third the third country in the world to launch a rocket from its own that, its own site. That is awesome. I didn't know that. Um, so it's yeah. It it was an interesting and. Strange, strange like look at history where Australia were as they often are um, kind of almost pioneers in one specific area and then that just falls down because of lack of support and mm-hmm. then have to play catch up towards the end which is really yeah. kind of where Australia's at with space industry at the moment which is kind of playing catch up to everyone yeah. else but um, yeah but as as with your honors, clear there's it's very interesting to read about the yeah. the history be, behind all this and um, definitely almost the hidden history behind it where all these things that are that nobody nobody knows about really and people yeah. people don't hear about that are but are still such important moments and iconic moments in in the history of australia and can be used as such valuable learning experiences moving forward and what mm. what we kind of do do in future and yeah, absolutely. shaping things that we do in future so yeah, so that was that was my international relations one. My law one was a bit more, like, neat and focused and less... Also, also covered a bit of history, funnily enough. Um, but definitely had more of a focus on the future. Right. So I was looking... There is this technology that's becoming a bit more common and mainstream at the moment called deepfakes. Yes, so there's this, yes. There's this famous video... Can can it be famous if it's that recent Is this, recent the, is this the Bill of,
1: Hader, Tom Cruise
0: one? Uh, no, it's the no. Barack Obama one okay. and Jordan Peele. Right. Okay. So there's this video of like a minute and a half of Obama seemingly making this speech and um, talking about how shit Trump is and how the right. world's fucked and how the you know videos can people can say anything. Yeah. In in the media, and it turns out that it's actually been created. As a deep fake using Jordan Peele's impression, but right. seemingly the video is of Barack Obama saying it. And you know there are bits and pieces that you can kind of tell yeah. that it's fake, but this, it, the progression of this technology is that the human eye will not be able to tell yeah. if it's real or fake, kind of thing. It's yeah, it's pretty intense. Very much so. Uh, so obviously the implications of that are just like fucked, Um, as to Hmm. being able to use that technology uh, particularly politically, there's a lot of um, uh, writing about uh, the potential impact that this kind of thing could have politically in, you know, uh, a video that goes viral of like a a Prime Minister or a President or kind of anyone in a position of power Hmm. in this video and saying something either very controversial or that really, um, like, kind of gets a a group of people together to go against another group of people, for example, yeah, like absolutely. to incite violence or yeah, hatred yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And the implications of that. And if that goes global or in the other media, then reflecting badly on them and then it's not true. And yeah, just a whole cascading level of issues. Um obviously with an honors you need to focus a bit more precisely that's than true, <laughs> than the broader true. problems. So I was looking at how South Australia's Uh, laws that prohibit the impersonation of police Mm. might be impacted by this technology. Right, interesting. And I think that there is, this probably has even broader implications than this specifically, but the the really kind of underlying challenges that arose from it is that the elements of the offence in Australia, deepfakes are a bit of a big problem for satisfying that. So obviously if you... Uh, a criminal offence in, in Australia, you need what's known as actus reus and mens rea and the need to right. happen contemporaneously. Are you hanging so... this <laughs> But are we speaking
1: Latin right now?
0: We... <laughs> <laughs> this could have been our goodbye yeah. in episode one, John, but you decline that. So actus reus is basically you have to commit the criminal act. Okay. Mens rea is you need to have like the quote unquote guilty mind. So you need to like intend to commit the act or you're like reckless Right. as to commit the act. And then contemporaneity is that those two elements have to exist either at the same time or close enough in time that there's no kind of separation of it. Yeah. So if I... Well, the easiest example is murder. So okay. like, <laughs> for, it, for it to be murder, right. I need to physically kill you and I need to have the intent to kill you. Right. If I don't... If I kill you, say by having a knife in my hand and just like swinging it around aggressively. Mm-hmm. I might not have the intent to kill you, but I was reckless yeah. to kill you, which still kind of counts. Basically. Is that like,
1: is that the whole first degree, yeah. second degree murder thing? I think so. Okay. okay.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I was doing so well with my knowledge and then... No, I, I should have <laughs> yeah, been <so> <laughs> No, no. Um, but it depends on things like if it's murder or manslaughter. Right. So I manslaughter if it, right. you don't have... You don't have the... Like, if you run someone over... Ah, right. I've always like, wondered what that was. Yeah, because you don't, you don't have the intent to kill them, but you've ran them over. So that's yeah. kind of... That's still a bad thing. So Right, okay. It. So the thing with this impersonation thing is looking at where... Like, what is the act of impersonation? Okay. Because if you've got a video of someone who either looks like a police officer or is, say, Grant Stevens, but he's saying things that are very not... <laughs> Kind of not appropriate. Yeah. Um. What is the the guilty act? Like, okay. is it the creation of the video itself? But then that's like being done by AI. So yeah. how do you like, you know, who is responsible for that? And then if you look at what if is it then sharing the video? Like, is the is the release of that to the public who are then reacting to that and then whatever yeah. outcomes happen from that is that is that the act? And then if that's the act, like, how do you show that they have the requisite? kind of guilty mind Mm. that they by sharing that they could have foreseen that that would be the outcome from it right and then you're in like instantaneous viral media and stuff so you need to you know who are you tracking like who's actually the responsible sharer that's resulted in this so it's yeah it's this massive that's that's awesome cascading and and super interesting effect of something seemingly innocent and what's been currently used for comedic purposes yeah that could have this role on cascading effect mm. on on crime and, and criminal activity and things like that in Australia. Mm. And even more interesting is yeah. that there's an exception for, like, social entertainment in the act. So if you impersonate a police officer, but you do it for social entertainment, then That's it's true. not an offence. Right. So, like, you know, a video of a police officer I saying all these things, why is that not... Yeah, so it's a, it's a massive... Um, And super interesting and, for all intents and purposes, unaddressed or an area that hasn't really been looked at in a lot of detail about how the the law in its current state, how that actually um, can regulate this this technology. So, yeah, no, it's very, very interesting to write and uh, hopefully... A contribution to society. That, uh, I hope so. I, it's contribution to me. Yeah. i I'd, I'd never like I'd never thought about that. I had
1: no real understanding. Like I don't really know mm. the law. Like, mm.
0: <laughs> not at least not current mm. laws. Mm. Um, and, and this is and this is the nature of honors sometimes, where mm. because it needs to be such a niche, a niche topic, you end up finding out all this stuff that yeah you'd never turned your mind to before. But you can clearly see. The implications of it and the effect of it and how yeah. certain factors impact impact what happens. So, yeah, very very interesting stuff. But um, a lot of lot of time spent. Yeah, a lot of time spent on it. Now,
1: honours is, is um, for any is international great. listeners. Honours in Australia is a bit different everywhere else in that it's sort of a um, it's a separate degree or it's a separate year um, mm. that is like it's a, it's a it's between undergrad and postgrad so for example i know in yeah. somewhere like the uk it's like it's like if you get the best marks that's your honors or something yeah like yeah
0: whereas like. this is like a separate paper at thesis write. If you yeah will. A thesis yeah
1: um and they you know different sizes so i know like law and ir ones are i don't know 10 12000 oh, words It
0: depend oh so my my ir one was 18000 my, right. my law one was only 10000 okay. because it was a weird system at the time rather yeah. than, rather than anything else. But usually, usually it's 13,000 for law one and then like okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's 13, interesting. 000.
1: History ones are normally about 18, 20,000 as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Long. <laughs> Long. Like you and I have spent this entire year just, just doing that. Um, yeah.
0: Very true. Yeah. But so it's, it's tough because it's so, it's so different to writing like any other paper. Yeah. Because basically a full length paper and anything else is like a chapter. Yeah. Which, you, think, it, you yeah. think it's a lot, but I could have written so much more for, well, like, for both of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: I could have so written much. books about all of my stuff. Each chapter I could have mm. written a hundred times more on. Um, mm. And like, it, for example, univer- in uni, like during our undergrad, mm. the the biggest we might have ever to do maybe was 4,000 word yeah. um, essay. Or maybe... Yeah. Yeah, but what do you say about four thousand? Yeah, I don't 000. think
0: anything in the best essay I ever wrote was a four thousand word paper about nuclear power in Australia. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that's uh, a yeah. C episode <laughs> two. Yeah, episode two? Oh, that's right,
0: oh, right. We're on episode two. Um,
1: uh, yeah, uh, it's yeah, and it doesn't just really, a lot shorter. It doesn't really prepare you. And for example, with history, it's um, at least what I did. It's an awesome program.
0: Um, it has mm. like uh,
1: coursework alongside.
0: International relations is the same. Yeah. yeah,
1: alongside the thesis. And it's intense. Um, but I really learned a lot. And, like, I actually really enjoyed it. So,
0: yeah, if you find if you find a topic that, that hmm. you really get involved in, which is something that I definitely found with my law one, kind of less so with my international relations one. Right. If you find a topic that you really get involved in, as like, nerdy as it sounds, you, you get a bit excited about writing Yeah, about yeah, for sure. And as, as soon as I, like... In my own mind, as soon as I understood the implication of the topic that I was doing, I was like, "Boom! Yep. I am so about this. I am yep. so keen to write about all this stuff." It's really, it's really cool. It's like, it's like building theme park in Rolling <laughs> 2, John, you've got oh, 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 the circle—it's <laughs> so tight. This ties um, it all back up. Uh, but yeah, just just all the kind of background time, and it, it's super satisfying to just when it, when it clicks, mm. when it clicks, where you are like see the connection like as soon as you've worked out what that kind of two three minute yeah. pitch is as soon as you can figure that out it's really satisfying to Heck yeah! to get there and continue doing it which is really good
1: awesome mm. all right well uh i what think we've it? ranted on
0: enough for this one we have is there anything because else you want no, to cover we've got a bit that we've got to cut so we're gonna have to like make up an extra five minutes oh okay for our intermission well, that later. no one will hear no. this, but will still need to know about. So we had an intermission. <laughs> so we had an intermission. No.
1: Um, what's something we can talk about I, for five? I don't know minutes? what else is going on. What else is going on? The new Star Wars movie came out. Yes, that's something. That's no, we something can talk that about. Kind of I mean, you know, we've talked about, about Star Wars again. But um, the new Star yeah. Wars movie came out, right? Hmm. Um, I can't. Even, I haven't seen it yet. But what's it called? It's called. Uh, the, 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 ri- rise, the of rise, of, rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, that's fine. And it's um sort one. of in direct comparison to its its previous film, mm. The Last Jedi. Mm. Um, and I, I was doing some looking at reviews and some looking at like, just doing some research mm. on it. Just because I'm interested in see how people work. Because uh, The Last Jedi was a very much deba- debated film. Yes. Um, it's a film I really enjoyed, but you know... Um, I don't. I, I like movies that are good. I also like movies that are fan So I, I was happy with anything. Um, Love
0: Sharknado. That's, that's a classic.
1: I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, any, anything in like the Shark universe. Like Sharknado 1, 2, 3. <laughs> um, Sharkboy <laughs> and Lava Girl. Um, that's such a great Jaws. primary school
0: reference that a lot of people will get, I think. Because I reckon Sharkboy and Lava Girl was like the iconic primary school, early middle school movie something about it i I think everyone is and it's like horrifically so bad (laughs) it's so so bad um
1: but yeah star wars and then i i noticed that the the critics reviews and the audience reviews were quite different say for the last jedi critic reviews were quite high audience reviews was quite low and then if we yeah
0: interesting
1: and then if we compare the new one the rise of skywalker critics reviews quite low audience reviews quite high Interesting.
0: Um, was the, were, uh, were there any like specific features or like moments that were? We well, see
1: anything. I, I haven't seen the film yet. No, no. But so... in, in the <laughs> uh, this is maybe a terrible topic for me to talk <laughs> no, about.
0: No, but like in the reviews themselves, were there any specific moments that were like brought up mm. as to like the critics saying they were bad and I think the audience saying that they were good? Or a is lot it just of a general in
1: the Last Jedi. I think it was a, it was a general theme. I okay. think a lot of people did not like the way they handled. Um, the storyline of, of Luke Skywalker, played mm-hmm. by Mark Hamill, obviously. And his f- left,
0: left flipped hair, controversially. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> and um, just, you know, the way that was handled. I really liked it. I really liked the way it kind of it diverted expectations. But And then apparently this new movie is meant to be quite fanservice-y. Mm-hmm. Um, it ties up a lot of questions about race, parentage, that I was okay with being tied up with The Last mm-hmm. Jedi the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, but I'm okay with like a, a film that is quite good as a as an actual film, like yeah. The Last Jedi. I would actually argue it as like a movie. It is the best movie of all the Star Wars. Don't mm-hmm. Forget like it as like a, a story, but as as like a the way it's paced, the way it's plotted, the way it deals with issues and kind of mm-hmm. ideas. Um, the way it deals with, like, this idea of, like, the dark side, um, and what it means, and even this idea... better
0: than, um... Is it, was it Attack of the Clones, the second one? Oh, even better than... You know what? See, <laughs> I grew up on the prequels,
1: so I, I kind of love Attack of the Clones, but it's one of those things, like, I'm never really going to rewatch it unless I'm really in the mood to, because otherwise I'll spoil it for myself. Like,
0: all of the prequels, yeah, well, oh, yeah. No, Re- sorry.
1: Let's... Revenge of the Sith, yeah. I think, holds up. Uh, mm. This is a... Con- okay, maybe we should start a controversial opinions part of the hot but... I think that Revenge of the Sith is a better film than Return of the Jedi. It just
0: is. It just is. That's it just lost is. everyone, Jordan. I that's lost you... everyone's
1: left. But I just think it's a better film. I They're think it's all... just paced and plotted better. I mm. think it, its story makes sense. It's like the only good movie mm. out of the the
0: the original the film.
1: prequels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And then just the the last uh, the Return of the Jedi. Sorry, the Return of the mm. Jedi is just such a Meh, movie. It just—it's effectively the same tropes as the New Hope. There's the New Death Star. Mm. It's got the Ewoks, and the Ewoks are cool, but um,
0: exactly. yeah, it, yeah, its a great merchandising ploy at the very least.
1: Oh, it's oh man, they must have made so much money off Ewok stuff. So
0: true, and like Spaceballs is was built on the brilliance. Of, <laughs> oh man, that's a great movie by the well, way. If yeah. if people like Star Wars, <laughs> they should watch Spaceballs. <laughs> One of my favorite movies, Millbrook's what a classic. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we should do a a secondary update. Oh, when to I see part it. nine, once likely once in it. the next few days. But and the next
1: podcast, I'll uh, I'll talk about it, and then yeah, that'll be good. That'll because be because good. you don't you don't haven't seen any of the new. I have not
0: styles. seen any of the latest trilogy of them. Um, partly, I guess, by choice, by the fact that I haven't gone out and seen them. But I'm mm. just I'm just not super. Haven't been super bothered. To be honest, I don't like.
1: I don't know if they're worth. Like I know I just said how good the. I don't know how I said just good of a movie (laughs) the Last Jedi is, but um, I think it's uh, I don't know. Your life is not going to be better or worse off for not having seen Mm. them. And in a way, they do some feel a little bit like non-canon. Like they feel a little bit on the side. Um, maybe that's just a known personal opinion because they definitely Mm. are canon, and that they Disney has a good idea. Okay, though. Here's the thing, a, well, a little gripe at our uh, corporate overlords Disney, who sponsor the episode of course, <laughs> they don't actually.
0: Um, <laughs> that's, that's our goal, we know we've made it. Yeah, it's, either, Di- it's either Disney
1: or the Chinese Communist Party, You wanted our sponsors. Um, we'll be doing this for years. So Disney spends billions developing this mm. new Star Wars trilogy, they give it to J.J. Abrams and he makes The Force Awakens. Totally fine, really cool, fun film. More well done, J.J. J. Good job, JJ. And then they give it to a different director, Ryan Johnson. And what becomes very clear is that Disney has absolutely zero idea where they want to take the story about what they've spent billions of dollars. So they just hand it over to a new director and he completely does random stuff with the story, destroys character plot lines, just like leaves stuff hanging in the air, develops a whole bunch of stuff in a movie I really like. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot of outrage. There's a lot of love for it. You know, like I said, Star Wars fans are the people who actually hate Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they give it back to J.J. Abrams, who then, from what I'm guessing, from what I've read from like non-spoilery reviews, just completely does a different thing to what Ryan Johnson did. Brilliant. So, if anything, I I blame Disney for all of the the discord within the hell, Star Wars universe. Hell, I know, damn. I know. But just like if they had just come up with like a plot line and had just been a little bit stricter on like, hey. Maybe we should have some semblance of an idea about how we can construct a coherent story to make billions of dollars off from like merchandise.
0: Yeah, I don't. Well, first of all, they should have just stuck to the same director throughout. I think. But then also, like, you look at mm. the insane blowing up of Marvel, and that's insane level that of is success, true. That which is true. has also so many different directors and visions and still connected by this underlying thread that we're trying to currently develop in this podcast. Um, (laughs) This underlying thread that still seems to connect everything together. And I guess that that's from what you're saying is what's missing from this kind of final Star Wars trilogy is that what succeeded in the past, despite being different directors and different plots and different storylines and all that stuff is... Almost missing from this. Yeah, this final trip. I have to
1: see that. I have to see the final film, and, and maybe I'll, I'll completely change my mind and think you know that's fine. Mm. I think the issue is that Star Wars will exist forever as long as Disney have it because it, it is a money maker, right? Yeah, yeah. So, do Disney own Marvel now as well? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. So Disney yeah. own Marvel, they own Star Wars, they own the two biggest like franchises in the West. Mm. Um, I can't think of anything that comes close. Maybe Harry Potter back in the day. I'm sure they probably own that now somehow. <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> no. J.K. will still uh, be the last.
1: Looks like J.K. Rowling's been cancelled for some.
0: I know. I read this very controversial, <laughs> pretty
1: awful yeah. transphobic uh, comments. But um, I haven't really researched it into it too Neither. much.
0: But she's been so like, there's been all this like stuff about how trying to, I guess, retrospectively make Harry Potter more current with respect to. Mm. The kind of lgbtiq community yeah. and and kind of taking on board mm. uh issues almost that yeah. that have arisen since then but yeah it's strange that she's now gone on this well
1: i don't know if it's actually that strange because if you examine yeah. like who jk rowling is and like let's say you examine harry potter and like try and boil some sort of political understanding of jk rowling like the only chinese character is called cho chang the 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 Irish character has stuff just blow up around him all the time. There you go. There you go. I've just cancelled J.K. Rowling.
0: Wow. Well, she's <sighs> not on That's a call out to this um this. But if she does, send us a tweet. Yeah. Fuck. Should we set up a Twitter? Do we need to like? All right. I do can. I start can developing. I already I already okay. spend
1: the majority of my life on Twitter and it's completely melted my brain. So I might as well set up a.
0: Might as well make it. For practical purposes, yeah. I will set it up
1: and I'll tweet yeah. to I'll, I'll I'll slide into J.K. Rowling's DMs.
0: Yeah, nice. We need to like this is this is a good ending for this, by the way. As an aside, okay. um, yeah, no, th- we need to like start getting on social media because mm. in two episodes' time, we will be eligible for Spotify. Is that yeah.
1: correct? At least, do the podcasting hosting app that we're using yeah, yeah. will allow us to do that? Mm. Um, and yeah, that's hopefully we'll when yeah. we we'll do our big, yeah. So
0: we gotta. Uh, Twitter's the big one, I think. Mm. Even though n- I swear no one uses.
1: Oh, I see. Twitter. I I use it. I use it constantly. That's
0: so, that's so surprising because uh, I have not been able to understand Twitter.
1: Oh no, no one that I actually really know in person uses Twitter. Right. But I I don't know. I just I live on there. It's just it's it's been the very formative for my like. Some people were on Tumblr. Mm. Some people like Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. Some people were on um. Roller coaster tycoon forums. Websites Forums Discord I, I spent my teenager years on On Twitter And haven't left now really uh, so, That's yeah.
0: amazing Because it's such a It seems so used in the world It is a, But it I just I, I don't
1: know anyone <laughs> it, it feels it, It's like But it's also It feels like a really old platform it Like it's been around for a long time But it, I, really it just keeps going Like it's outlived Tumblr It's outlived MySpace Facebook is like That's dead well, that's just what what your your, your nana and your your yeah, granddad that's, use. That's a
0: dead medium. Instagram's it's, where it's at at the moment. Insta does. Snapchat's seem to, dead. Oh, Snapchat died hard. This is Snapchat
1: yeah. hit a glorious, glorious peak of like being used yeah. for everything, and now mm. Snapchat has has died and has returned to its original purpose of being used for nudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Insta seems just to be the
0: yeah. Insta's where it's at at the moment. TikTok's old, the, the rising TikTok the I feel like challenger That I have not looked at Neither that have I I
1: feel like I'm a bit too old For TikTok But I like it It's, a, it's Chinese owned <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright yes, That's the selling point On that note uh, Thank
1: you very much For listening everyone amazing. And we'll see you next time Anthony a, thank you for joining me
0: No thank you For Joining me No for, for hosting <laughs> You're welcome but, <laughs> Oh thank you um, No This has been a great episode Episode 3 it's been an interesting episode. It's, well, we'll see how it it's our third best episode. <laughs> it's our third best, yeah.
1: It gets, it gets the bronze of all the other episodes. Uh, wonderful. All right, thank you. Bye.